Amen. Second Samuel chapter three, verse thirty-five through verse thirty-nine. And when all the people came and caused David to eat meat while it was yet day, David swore, saying, "So do God to me, and more also." If I taste bread or aught else till the sun be down. And all the people took notice of it, and it pleased them, and whatsoever the king did pleased all the people. For all the people and all Israel understood that day that it was not of the king's not of the king to slay Abner, the son of Ner. And the king said unto his servants, Know ye not that there is a prince and a great man fallen this day in Israel? And I am this day weak, though anointed king, and these men, the sons of Zariah, be too hard for me. The Lord shall reward the doers of evil according to his wickedness. And I want to minister to you from this thought this morning and for a few moments, amen. Anointed, but weak. Anointed, but weak, amen. Let's praise God again. Lord, we thank you again today. God, we're asking you to give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding of your words. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, we're asking you to stay with us, God. That when we leave this place, God, we will leave changed and renewed and refreshed in the Holy Ghost. And we will give you all the glory and all the honor and praise, God. It is a new season, God, and it's a new day. And we thank you, Lord, that you're already present with us this morning. And God, I'm asking you that when we leave these doors today, God, we will leave with a clear understanding and a fresh anointing of you upon our lives, God, from this day forward, Lord. And we're asking you, God, to give us the strength that we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. God, that we will continue to put on the whole armor of God to stand faithful and firm and true in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And you may be seated this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anointed, but weak. Amen. One of the things we find a lot of times in the church, and and I think God tries to give us wake-up calls so many times about so many things, and this is why it's key and essential that we as His children study His Word. This is why it is essential that we as His children have a solid prayer life, a solid fast life. You know, Scriptures tell us to continue to go on unto perfection. It is up to us, and God desires us to grow. He does not desire us to stay where we are, amen, in our walk with Him. God desires to, to, uh, for us to be a vessel of honor, fit and meet for the Master's use. But it all depends on us. It's, it's like anything else in life. It's like establishing goals and trying to determine what you want to become in life. You have to work for those things. You have to go for those things. I'm here to tell you, just getting on a roller coaster and trying to make heaven ain't going to get you there. Amen. You've got the purpose in your life that I'm going to walk through those gates of pearls and I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to be able to hear Jesus that tap me on the head and say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And we see here that the Bible tells us today in Second Kings, and this passage of Scripture, amen, if you go back a few 
verses and you realize what took place. When God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and God began to give Moses the laws and began to lay the framework and began to establish things, God told him to to select certain cities that would be called a place of refuge. So that if a man or a woman accidentally killed someone by accident, they could flee to these cities of refuge and they could stay there until they had basically what we would call today a fair trial. And we know that the children of Israel, the kingdom of God, uh, had been split there under Saul. And so now David is the king and David has been fighting. And Abner, his main general, who's one of his main leaders, is, 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 is part into this thing. And once the kingdom is starting to divide, we got those with David and those that was with Saul. And Abner was one of Saul's general and Ab, I mean, Joab was David's general, and so we know how war begins to transpire and how things begin to happen. But after Saul's death and after Jonathan's death, then we see that God is beginning to bring the kingdom now together to put it under David because God had entered into a covenant with David that he would rule over the nations of Israel. And here we are today in Hebron and Abner comes to present the other remaining half of the tribe to David to, to bring it into a league together now. And David has now accepted from Abner, amen, the other half of the tribe. But before that, you see, Joab's youngest brother was, they was playing the man, what they was called, and Abner, Joab's brother was chasing behind Abner, and Abner tried to get him to turn back and to go back. But he he was fast on his feet, and he chased Abner. And Abner was a friend of Joab and the rest of them and he did not want to hurt that brother and so he says go back go back go back and he would not go back he, he desired to destroy Joab and so as a result of that Abner put his spear in out behind his horse and because his brother, his brother was running so fast he ran right into it and he killed him And Joab held bitterness in his heart. His brother held bitterness in his heart. And their goal was to someday kill Abner. And as a result, this is where we are here today in this passage of Scripture. Abner has now been lured by Joab outside of the camp of Hebron, outside of the gate, and they have killed him. And David begins to lament. David begins to be in torment. The people are weeping. The people are crying. And David is telling them a great prince has died in Israel to the day. Amen. And as a result of this, David says, you know, I am anointed, but I am weak. In other words, what David is saying here in this passage of Scripture, amen, in order now I must be careful how I deal, amen, with this situation because the tribes are coming together and I don't want to do anything right now at this point that would divide the kingdom of God. He was anointed the king and being anointed the king, he had to make some tough and uh, some strong decisions in his life right now, but he did not want to deal. He did not have the strength and he did not have the power to deal with Joab and his brother. They're based on the Word of God. 
And so David says, I'm this day weak, but I am anointed. And sometimes we can wonder in our walk with God and we can look at lives and we can look at people around us and we know that there are many people that are filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, but for some reason they just can't seem to get it right. Uh, They're anointed, but they're weak. Amen. And we can begin to wonder within ourselves what is going on. Why can't they just seem to get it right? Amen. If you've got the power of God, if you've got the Holy Ghost within inside of you, we begin to question what is holding them up, uh, what is preventing them from being strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, uh, what is preventing them from being able to walk uh, and to stand firm uh, according to the Word of God, amen. The Bible lets us know that whatever the king did, uh, it was pleasing to the people, and you need to get a vision of your King of Kings uh, and the Lord of Lords, uh, and whatever He's doing, uh, you need to be excited. You need to be pleased. Uh, because without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. We've got to be pleased with what the Lord is doing. No matter if it's good. No matter if it's bad. You can see it as evil. You can see it as good. Whatever God is doing in your life uh, to give you strength, to give you power, you need to rejoice. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is not going to do anything for you that's already written in your word. Jesus says, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm you. But for some reason, we're anointed, but we find ourselves being weak. The man came to Jesus, and he says, Jesus, my son is feeble, basically. He keeps falling. He keeps falling in the fire. He keeps falling in the water. And I went to your disciples, but they did not have the cure. And Jesus came in, and we know the story that Jesus raised him up. But why is this son feeble? He keeps falling in the fire. Why does so many anointed? Why are there so many that has the power of God keep regressing back into the old way that God has brought them out of. What is going on here? Why is this taking place in the lives of so many? Even the man at the pool of Bethesda, he did not have the power to stand up when the waters were troubled, to be able to run and be the first one to get into the pool. What we find here is the weak is weak and the reason he can't stand. Jesus says he has sin in his life. Amen. He has sin in his life. So, because he has sin in his life, he found himself having to crawl everywhere he got to. Go back with me to the garden when Satan caused Adam and Eve to sin and disobedience in the garden. God placed a curse upon the serpent and he was required to get on his belly and to begin 
and to crawl. That's why he's the father of sin. And if you allow sin to be in your life, Satan wants you to be on your belly and having to crawl through this life the rest of your life just like he has for the rest of his days. Because he knows as long as sin is in your life, you don't have the power to stand for what God wants you to stand for. You've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. You've got to put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand. Stay with me. Having a Z28 parked in your driveway with no gas, all that power, and you ain't going nowhere. You are knowing it with the Holy Ghost. But you're weak. What is going on? Amen. You can't stay that way. God did not put His Spirit in you to be weak. He did not give you the Spirit to say, I will give you weakness. He says, I give you power to be able to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Don't let the devil tell you that you can't do it. Don't let the devil tell you you cannot live for God. Don't let the enemy tell you you cannot be victorious. Yes, you're going to make some mistakes in life. That is a given. Amen. But you don't have to stay there. You can still realize your problem and still get up and lift up holy hands and he'll give victory. Amen. Because whosoever cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Paul says, Now we exalt you, brethren. Warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient to all men. Him that is weak in the faith receive you, but not in doubtful disputation. Paul says, To the weak I became weak, that I might win, gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means gain some. Amen. Sometimes, amen, those brothers and sisters that are weak... We've got to condense down uh, a little bit with more love. Uh, those of you, amen, who are strong in the Lord, uh, you've got to reach down. Uh, you've got to encourage. You've got to pick them up uh, so that they will be strong in the Lord. Paul says in Galatians 6, 1, Brethren, if you see a man overtaken in a fault, uh, you, which are spiritual, restore such in the spirit of meekness. Consider yourself, lest you also be overtaken uh, be tempted. He's saying you've got to help them because they're anointed but they're still weak. They haven't got there yet. And the new beginners and the new leaders and those that are coming, we've got to pick them up. We've got to encourage them. Thank God for the teaching that Brother Miller has been giving us on Sunday morning about conquering our giants. I mean, it's been so great. It's been so strong. It's been so powerful to help us to stand firm on the things of God. Praise God. Amen. Help one another. Amen. If he's overtaken. Don't leave him down there. Don't leave him in the muck. Don't leave him in the mire. Help him to get up. Help him to be able to stand. Amen. They're anointed. But they're weak. And the reason they find ourselves weak 
is because we're not doing anything to add to our faith. <clears throat> Paul says, add to your faith virtue. Virtue, knowledge. Knowledge, temperance. Temperance, godliness, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. He says, if these things be in you and abound, they make that you will not be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But he that liketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and he's forgotten that he was purged from his own sins. He says, wherefore the rather, brethren, give your call and election sure. Because if you do these things, you're never going to fall. You're never going to be weak as long as you pray. As long as you maintain more standards in your life. As long as you keep serving God, living separated, living holy, living righteous for God, you're going to be a strong vessel. You'll be fit and meet for the Master's use. But you're anointed. So many is anointed, but they're weak. They they just can't stop for some reason to sin. They can't stop from lying. They can't stop from cheating. They can't stop from stealing. They can't stop from fornication. They just can't seem to stop watching pornography. They can't control the TV knob. They can't control the complaining and murmuring and envy and jealousy and spending and lust for men and lust for women and money and food and clothes. Uh, Why all these weaknesses? When you got the power. Paul says, because when they heard the word of God, they did not mix it with their faith. They heard the word of God, but they did not mix it with their faith. In other words, if you want a beautiful cake, you got to put all the ingredients together. And you've got to stir them up together. This is what Paul told Timothy. He says, God did not give you the spirit of fear. He's giving you power. He's giving you love. He's giving you a sound mind. So don't you let the enemy tell you that you're weak. Don't let the evil enemy tell you you're feeble-minded. Don't let the enemy tell you you don't have power. He says, what you've got to do is you've got to stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost that is within sight of you. It's in you, brothers and sisters. The Holy Ghost is there. You just got to lift up holy hands and praise God. You just got to get beside yourself and say, I think I'm going to have a mad minute and begin to worship God and to begin to praise God and to begin to magnify God. I don't care who knows it. I don't care who sees me. I'm going to get away on the side. I'm going to be like King David. I don't care if the whole nation of Israel see me. I'm going to worship God because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that He has done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! And I thank God for saving me. Amen. David didn't care who saw him worshiping God. 
Amen. David didn't care what other people thought about him. He knew what God had done for him. And he began to talk about God. And he began to worship God every opportunity, every chance he's got. If you're going to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, you're going to have to worship. You're going to have to do what the Word of God tells you, no matter if anybody else is doing it or not. You know why? Because I can't save you. <laughs> I'm serious. I can't save you. Nobody can save you but you. Dad can't save you, Miriam. He can't. you got to save yourself from this untowards generation. Amen. Hallelujah. We've got to bring this thing under subjection. Amen. Israel was anointed. Think about this. Everything from the New Testament all the way to the coming of Jesus is types and shadows of things coming. Okay? So when God brought Israel out of Egypt, the first thing he did was, is the cloud, amen, we know they put the blood over the doorposts and so the firstborn, they all came out. They went through the Red Sea. It was a type of baptism. This is why 1 Corinthians 10, Paul says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, how all our fathers passed through the sea, was baptized by Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Amen. So we know that those was a type of shadow of them being baptized by water and being baptized by the Holy Ghost. The fire represents the Holy Ghost and the water represents the waters that we baptize in. Amen. It's the same concept. Israel was anointed. But they became weak. What caused them to be weak? They began to murmur. They began to complain. They began to bicker. They began to not trust God anymore. And as a result of their constant murmuring and constant complaining and constantly saying, I can't do this and I can't do that and I don't have this and I don't have that and we don't have this and, and it was the same thing over and over and over. So they murmured and complained so much. God says, okay, just die in the wilderness. You don't believe me? Just die in the wilderness. You know what? I think sometimes people see me and they think, man, pastor's got it all together, man. He's got everything. Let me tell you, we didn't even have a bathroom in my house until I was probably, I was gone. I had joined the army and left. We didn't even have a bathroom in our house. You know, until it was many years, many years. I was married to my wife many years before my mother ever got a bathroom in her house. I slept in a bed, one bed, a twin bed, you know, with my two other brothers. Because we didn't have the room. You want to you wanna know why this cat really praises God and loves God? You go back and look at my life and see where he's brought me from. Amen. 
I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you have had to get food out of a garbage can, if you've ever had to be concerned about where your next meal is coming from, and now you don't have to worry about it anymore, I'm here to tell you, you should be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. You should be dancing all over the place because when you think of the goodness of Jesus and everything that He's done for you, your soul should begin to cry out, thank God for saving me. I'm here to tell you, what you see right now is all from Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the one that has brought me out of darkness uh, into His marvelous light. He's the one that's given me the power to be able to stand in adversity. He's the one that's given me this power to be able to do what I am doing. But Israel just start murmuring and complaining instead of being joyful. Captivity, 400 years. Man, I'd have been dancing all the way to the promised land. I'd have been skipping all the way, Sister Barb. I'd have been going, come on, let's get there. Amen. Every time they'd have looked up, they'd have said, what's the matter with you? i said, I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, water baptized. I've got Jesus in my life and I'm running for my life. Amen. I'm going all the way to the victory. Nothing is going to stop me from boasting, amen, about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And what He is doing in my life. Anointed, but weak. Hallelujah. Praise God. Paul says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Don't condemn yourself. That's what the devil wants. Jesus says, I did not come to condemn the world. I come to save it. So if you get in that rut of saying, oh, it's me. I don't have this and I don't have that. And woe is me. And you just don't understand, Brother Cardo. Oh, Brother Terry, you just don't understand. Oh, my life, oh God, you just don't understand, Sister Sonia. I wish you could understand. You just don't understand. Stop condemning yourself. God did not give that to you. There is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of the sin and death of what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh. God sinning His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh condemned sin in the flesh that we, amen, the children of God might be of the righteousness of the law, amen, of them who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, amen, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, but it cannot please God, amen, but you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if be so God is in you, not any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Amen. But I trust that you know you belong to the Lord. Therefore, you should be strong in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Stop condemning yourself. Amen. And live. Live. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord 
and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all you can do to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the breastplates of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shell of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance, and for all saints, and for me, that I may open my mouth to make known the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. We've got to arm ourselves. We've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. We've got to keep on the armor of God. You don't want to be a weak Christian. You want to be a strong Christian. You don't want to be anointed and weak. You want to be anointed and strong because we need you in the battle of the Lord. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Amen. And I will be strong in the Lord and in the power of this might. But you, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the love of God. Oh, some have compassion. Make a difference. Others pull out of the fire, hating even their garments stained by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless at the appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to be strong in the Lord. I don't want you to be weak in the Lord. I want you to have the anointing rolling over you. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart. The priest delivers to the captive. The recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and the priest, the acceptable year of the Lord. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to be saved. For our, our redemption is nearer than when we first believe. You are anointed, so don't be weak. Praise God. I'm getting too old. But God is good. Hallelujah. David says, I'm anointed, but I'm weak. See, sometimes, and what David was saying, as I said on the onset, see, David knew he was supposed to deal with this situation based on the Word of God. But he didn't have the strength to do it because he was afraid that if he dealt with Joab, then the kingdom could be divided all over again. He hated to deal with the situation at hand. How many times in our lives and in our families, we know things ain't right, but we don't deal with it. 
We just let it go. We're anointed. We got kids that don't live right, don't do right. We're anointed. But we're weak when it comes to telling them to do what to do is right. I think I may have told you the story many years ago about a young man that he was, was, was caught stealing off the clothesline. And so his, his mother didn't do anything to him for that point. You know, she just says, oh, he's young. He didn't, you know, he, he didn't know. He, he, uh, he'll be okay. I, you know, he, I'll talk to him. She didn't take a more stern or stand. Years later, the kid grew. And as the kid grew, he began to steal and do more things wrong. And so he was arrested by the police. And when he came before the judge, and the jury found the young man guilty, and the judge sentenced him to like 30 years in prison. And the mother was there, and she began to weep, and she began to cry. And she says, no, you can't send my kid to prison for 30 years. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. Judge says 30 years for his actions and what he did. And she's breaking down. And as they were leading her son out the, at the, out the, out the jail, the courtroom, amen, the mother ran up to the son and went to grab him. And he says, mother, please, don't do it. Oh, son, I love you. She said, he says, Mother, don't. He says, because if you really cared, you would have corrected me the first time. And because I felt at the first time that you really didn't care, this is where I am. Mom and dad, brothers and sisters, inside of every one of us, there's a weakness. There's a weakness somewhere in every side of every one of us. But you know what? We're anointed. God has given us the spirit. He has given us the power. He's anointed us. Amen. And we all know the weakness that is inside of us. But if we don't deal with that weakness, do you know what the old saying? You're as only as strong as the weakest link. Amen. Whatever the weakness in your life is, that will be what will always hold you back and prevent you from being strong in the Lord. But if you deal with it, if you deal with that thing now and get rid of it, you will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. And you will be able to be as David to run through a troop and to be able to leap over a wall. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Amen. <clears throat> Solomon. We know the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom for all of us. And this is how Solomon put it. Proverbs 3. Solomon says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. 
so shall thy find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and moral to thy bones. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, when you cling to this word, when you become a doer of God's word, it will help that anointing that you've got inside of you. And you will find that you are strong and you're able to stand against stuff that comes against you. You're able to make good, sound, and wise choices and decisions in your life because you will be being led by the Spirit of God. And Jesus is always going to be with you. You never have to hang your head. You never have to worry. David says, I've been old and now I'm young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken and the seeds begging bread. Amen. Man, you can be a mighty force to reckon with. Because why? You will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Has thou not known? Has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faint not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the young youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Thank you, McKinley. You helped me out there, bud. Amen. That's good stuff. Appreciate our Sunday school kids. Amen. So today, before we leave, I just want to encourage you, brothers and sisters. You've got the anointing. Now increases your strength with it. Don't be a weak Christian, but be a strong Christian so that you can stand for right versus wrong. If you need, you feel today that you need to be stronger in the Lord, that's why the Lord says, come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You need power today. You need to be strong in the Lord. These altars are open this morning. Amen. Amen. As the musicians play, if you want me to pray with you, I'd be more than happy to pray with you this morning. If you want to start afresh and start anew, if you're here this morning and you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, let me encourage you today. Amen. We will baptize you in the wonderful name of Jesus, that saving grace, that saving name. Amen. Praise God. You know, sometimes we hear that old saying, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, there's, you know, don't get that scripture wrong, okay? Let me, let me tell you that. Don't get that wrong. What Paul is saying there is we all sin and come short of the glory of God until we come to know God and is baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Once you are baptized in Jesus Christ, you just don't keep sinning. That's why Paul says in Romans 6, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. No, you're not. That so many of us has been baptized in Jesus Christ, have been baptized in his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we shall walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted in the likeness of his death, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Amen. Let me encourage you today. Don't keep sinning is a weakness. And as I told you, if you keep sinning your life, you're going to find yourself crawling just like the serpent did. Amen. And that's not what God wants. He wants his children to stand firm. Amen. He wants them to stand with their feet on the rock, their head held high, and says, I am a child of the king. Oh, yes. His royal blood now flows through my veins. He who is weary and wretched can now sing, praise God, Praise God. I'm a child of the King. Amen. These altars are open. Go ahead, the musician. Praise God.